Hello and welcome to all the Dirty 30s out there. It's episode 65 of Peter 30. I'm your host, Nick Dern. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Drew Girl. Drew, it's actually episode 77, as we've dis- yeah, technically discovered. Well, we're not, we're not counting those. Crack them, baby. I got two things. One, my bad. I did not tweet out that we did not have an episode last week. It was Thanksgiving. Couldn't really find time to uh, get a recording. Yeah, to do that. But today we got a fucking great episode. I'm going to start it off with a little happy hour here because I had an idea today. I have like three or four things for this happy hour. Okay. I had an idea today. So, I'm sure you heard about the school shooting in Michigan. Yes. Did you see what whoever tweeted out the, like... Images of the kid? Little, like, yeah, the little Catholic schoolboy ones? Yep. Okay. Let's start calling all school shooters heroes online. Because... Stop wanting to do it. Because they keep doing that shit and tweeting those pictures or whatever because it gets the quote tweets... And the like, oh, the traffic interactions. Yeah, yeah, the interactions. It's basically them, it, it, like media oh, companies, explicitly doing it to everyone get. is like yeah. really going to use this picture, or whatever. And then when they use like the, I'm like the thug picture of the black guy. Uh, just Nobody. how I'm going to say yeah. that. No, like the same thing happens. All you use this picture for the white guy. This picture, whatever. We just need to start calling them all heroes. We just need to start aligning with school shooters. And doing that. So then it'll eventually, because I've seen plenty of pictures of the kid since then. Like, I, I don't know if you saw the one of his Instagram with like his the gun uh, with the gun, like in his sagging ass pants oh. and his like long hair. And he's like throwing. It's not like a gang sign. It's like a it's like a shitty ass peace white sign. Boy's like, gang sign. Exactly. So a white boy that doesn't know how to throw gang signs so throwing the, a gang sign. So the next time there's a school shooting and you see the beer thirty account tweet, what a hero. Okay. We <laughs> should not do <laughs> that. <laughs> we really need to get a lot of people behind yeah, this before uh, it starts uh, going that way. And I think we have like three or four listeners that would be like, Yeah, that sounds funny. I understand what you're <laughs> not funny, just like it makes sense. I understand sense. what you're saying. <laughs> and then the, But they probably wouldn't yeah, no. like or retweet it. No, I <laughs> it was just like, I, I get it. But that's fucked up, people. dude. <laughs> I would very much agree with those people. But uh, we need to start doing that and start just flipping it on media companies' heads. What's your most actual irrational fear? I'm talking like actually irrational, not something that could actually happen to you, but oh, a fear? Dude, dude, the one where I think that I'm talking oh, to somebody yeah, and they that's can't right. see that's me right. at all. I'm just I like changed mine. To them. I changed mine. Yeah. It's getting back to the future. Like, if I'm driving down an intersection and, like, a car just comes back to the future or back to the past and just T-bones me and destroys me. Like, that is a very rational fear. <laughs> like, you know, like, the train fucks up the car mm-hmm. in the third one? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about by saying getting back to the future. Like, no, absolutely you. obliterating the car. And, yeah, for literally, it makes no sense. Completely irrational. But I like for some reason that thought will always cross my head when I'm like driving across an intersection when it's completely empty out, mm-hmm. like, like the stupid like he wasn't supposed to be here during this time or some shit. And I just get fucking destroyed. You're just the one guy. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> how the fuck uh, do I explain this? You've seen the I guess okay I'll go somewhat of a rational fear, but it's a great movie. You ever seen the movie Down to Earth with Chris Rock? Uh no. So basically, he's a stand-up comedian. In New York, and he's like, 
he's not very good, but he's very funny, like in real life, and all of his friends like very much believe yeah. in him. But as soon as he gets on stage, he sucks, and uh, he kind of starts to catch his rhythm. And then he's also a bike messenger, or maybe he's just riding a bike, and he gets oh. like drilled by a oh. car and dies. And then uh, it's basically because his guardian angel wasn't watching. Like his guardian angel like looked at his watch about what time it was. Basically, Jesus Christ, and which it's uh it's. Uh, I, I just almost said Steve Levy. Uh, whatever the guy with the big eyebrows from uh, American Pie. Oh, is his guardian uh, angel? Fuck. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, basically, I have to look he at had like they basically send like the guardian angel and not God, but like the head angel like get together and they're like it wasn't really your time to die, so we need to find you a new body, and they find him a new body of somebody who recently died and takes over their body. That's an irrational. Eugene fear, Levy. Right? Eugene Levy. Yeah. Levy is it Levy or Levy? Oh, Whatever. Who cares? Know. You guys know what I'm talking about. Big eyebrows. So dying and getting put into a new body. Yes, because it wasn't my time. I get that. Yeah, it's a great movie though. It's very it's like funny. Soul. Yeah, God, what a what a good movie. What a great movie. Okay, I think I had another thing too. Uh, I had something that from a week or two ago that I texted you and Nick, which is actually going to maybe relate to something we we're talking about later. Uh. James Gandolfini would have been a great penguin and or kingpin. Like penguin oh, for Batman gotcha. or gotcha. Uh, kingpin for the Marvel Universe. James, uh, Sopranos. The main guy in Sopranos. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. He would have been an amazing kingpin or penguin. And that was it. But we're going to talk about maybe the real life penguin later later on. Jesus I have, yeah. I compare him to that and somebody else. Hey, Percy, shut the fuck up. Idiot. Sorry. Yeah, R.I.P. James. Uh, that's really all <laughs> I had. I had nothing else to say. He'd been great at it. R.I.P. Okay, so apparently Alec Baldwin is claiming he didn't pull the trigger. Yikes. That killed them. Uh, he has no idea how a live bullet... Is that like real crying or was that yeah, like the fake? That, that, that legitimately, this video that you just pulled up looked like, uh, looked like Jack Donaghy crying. Dude, that's dude, that's Jack Donaghy, bro. He is acting. That was the like worst. a motherfucker. We gotta tweet that video out, dude. That's crazy face. Percy, nobody gives a fuck. There's a chair right here, you bitch. God. Dude, oh my god! Well, send, try to find a way to send me that video. I will absolutely tweet that out. That is, I'll, I'll try to find. And it. I'm going to tweet um, out a different video of Jack Donaghy crying and doing the exact same hand motion to he, his he's face. Quoted saying, "I would never point a gun at anyone and pull the trigger at them. Never. Someone put a live bullet in a gun. A bullet wasn't that wasn't even supposed to be on the property." So you still have to pull the trigger. Doom, doom. Well, somehow he's saying he didn't, and then the trigger just went off. The gun just went off. Guns do kill people, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is what Alec, Alec Baldwin's quoting that. He's saying that he didn't, that the gun did it. Well. Have you ever seen, <sighs> have you ever seen the American Dad meme? Go ahead. Like, Go ahead. Do it. Do it. <laughs> See? <laughs> Guns don't kill people. <laughs> I gotta find this meme. Okay. Oh my god, dude! Um, no way he's saying that, dude. Dude, that video is be insane. Off being like, no, there's a sniper. 
yeah. the mountains behind me like, that did somebody, it. Somebody, this yeah. is a hit job. This was a hit. He would be better off. He saying would be that. better off saying that. One hundred percent. He looks old, by the way. He does not look like he's taking care of himself. Yeah. Also, probably this past month or two has probably aged him like five years. Dude. Okay. You're. I mean, you're on set. Where are you supposed to like? You're pulling the trigger, man. Like, you just it was not supposed to be a live bullet. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah, I don't know just why. Just go you're with that. Nobody's blaming you, but they might start blaming you now. As as no, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, all right, I'm kind of flipping on Alec Baldwin, literally right now. Yeah, it's like literally like nobody even questioned that, but you saying that you just didn't pull the trigger. I had to send you the site; I couldn't find it. No, but you did. saying you just didn't pull the trigger is like completely unbelievable. Just not knowing that there was a live bullet in there is good enough. Or yeah, or fucking. The Brandon Lee route, where just like a little bit of the blank shrapnel got, got caught, caught in the mm-hmm. barrel, and then you still have gunpowder and it still fired a projectile. Like that, believable. You yeah. saying you didn't pull the trigger and it just like went off is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. Gun- the stupidest like, shit I've ever heard. <laughs> guns, whether it be real or fake, don't just do that. <laughs> like, they really just don't. They're very basic mechanics from a trigger to a hammer. Yeah. Because you're in an old western, so it's definitely a revolver. It's a very basic wire to hammer mechanical setup. Yeah. <laughs> Guns kill people, Drew. I don't know. Yeah. The, go I ahead. Do it. I believe Alec Baldwin. That <laughs> <laughs> the gun just went off. <laughs> I had no idea. It was uh, in my hand, and it just—I've never even—I didn't even know that you could pull the trigger to shoot it. It wasn't even in my hand. <laughs> I had a prosthetic hand on, <laughs> and uh, so I didn't pull the trigger. That my, hand. My did. thoughts, maybe. My thoughts did it. Am I a wizard? <laughs> it's like is that like what the fuck wizard? is going on with <laughs> Alec Baldwin? He just goes into like this whole rabbit hole on himself, and it's like, am I a wizard? And the interviewer doesn't stop him. They're just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, keep going. Keep rolling. And this where is- where does your magic come from? Yes. My penis. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just cross their legs and keep going. That would be the dream interview. No, that would absolutely. And if you're a journalist that doesn't let that go through, you have no journalistic integrity. If no, you I try to cut somebody off talking about being a wizard, <laughs> you let them talk about being a wizard. I think. Because that is the best cutting- media story that anybody could ask for. I think I think you mixed up what journalistic integrity means. I think somebody stopping them would probably be journalistic integrity because they're like, this no, man's you gotta a, hear the whole story. This man's a psycho. No, there's no story if you're an insane person. There's definitely a story. No. There's multiple stories if you're an insane person. <laughs> All right, true. All right, you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you about mine. Okay, uh, I think that's all I had for. I have a few bounces and a few rounds. Same, but I say we right. save that for yep. after the hop into cockeye. Hawkeye. All right, so we're gonna it. just go through the first three episodes here. First two episodes, just overall blanket statement: boring, cheesy, dumb. So, so cheesy, just so insanely cheesy. I thought Haley Steinfeld was gonna be like, like a badass. Adult. Annoying. Just annoying. She's like a 16-year-old girl that's well, supposed 22. to. But she's playing like she's a 16-year-old girl. She is acting yeah. like a child. Yeah, which is like the whole joke, and they're really fucking harping on it. 
And it's like, oh, God. I Dude, just Hawkeye calls her like, she's like, what are you, like, 16? And then he's like, what are you, like, 9? What are you, like, 5? Yeah. What are you, like, 12? He's done it, like, all three episodes. It's I like, mean, she right, kind really of, funny, man. She kind of deserves it, though, because she acts so fucking dumb. Like, the whole time. And, like, the scenes between her and her mom are just the worst. I hate it. Oh, my God. They, they do nothing. It's, they do nothing for the, the show. It's the worst. It's like, all right, you guys have, like... You like each other, but you always loved your dad more, and he died, and then you guys have always kind of been in each other's throats. And your mom and doesn't then, actually care for you, but cares about like you because you're her, her property in a sense. Yeah, like, that's and it. like yeah, she's just a rich woman, and then all she really cares about is like money. And, and she's company. obviously in, yeah in their company, so she's obviously in with the mob and what's his face, and he's the uncle. We it's very all fucking clear well, already. Wait, who do you think the uncle is? Her fiance. No, the uncle's gotta be Kingpin. No, it's not Kingpin. Did you hear that laugh? That is like almost identical to the laugh of the guy that played Kingpin in Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. It's like almost spot really? on. Really? I guess I don't and the Kingpin what part you're owns talking about. tracksuit in the third episode. The laugh. What? When he like pinches the cheek of the little girl. Oh, and it's like, it's oh, really? like a breathy like. Yeah, what's her name? Maya's her Maya, name yeah. in the show. Yeah, duh. Oh, okay, I forget that. Um, but and Kingpin own like in the comics is in charge of the tracksuit mafia. I could, I feel like I could say this, uh, since this is an audio based uh format. Fuck the whole deaf parts. Really annoyed by that. I, I mean, I don't. I, I think it's fine. I don't particularly care at all. Uh, like, Well, they make it, especially the one where they're sitting on the train after the whole fight in episode three, and they both say when the same thing to each other. That's fucking annoying. And I'm like, okay, I get that Like, it's supposed to be like, oh, they he can't hear her. But they're but, like, on the they're, same f- page. Yeah, they're on the same page. Finally, they're communicating or whatever. No, fuck that. Fuck that. They wouldn't. He wouldn't even say the same shit she says. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't it's care. It's like... It's like the Baltimore Orioles doing the whole Braille, like, lettering across their jerseys that one time. Who's that for? Who's this whole thing? I mean, I, what I will say is deaf people can watch TV, so... Agreed. No, there, there's can, already like, subtitles. Get behind it. And there's already subtitles. I know, but this is just representation for deaf people. So is the Baltimore Orioles doing braille on their shirts but this is a more realistic representation no it, it annoyed it absolutely it annoyed is. me and they like went it just i mean mm. them doing the dumb i didn't like the just, interaction between kate and hawkeye but having the villain just agreed no she's fine death her whole fine. thing is like i get the whole thing but they i don't know i think they just it's played just too like played uh, way too into well it in i think episode. the biggest thing here is like They've never even hinted at Hawkeye being hard of hearing until now, and they're making like an extremely big deal of it. And I can understand if it's like all the trauma from the Avengers shit is what made him hard of hearing, and I that's mean, he was literally at the bottom of the fucking uh, like Avengers compound when they just got firebombed. Yeah, like, nuked. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, yep. he got nuked. Yep, he was there, but like, I mean, I get that that's like kind of like the way they're going, but I also feel like they're just like. Why does it matter that he's deaf if the villain is deaf? Oh, because it's gonna it's gonna come full circle. Yeah, and it's gonna be like because she says like you should just about like not having it. Yeah, like being just just be deaf basically. Like you're hearing like 
deceives you or whatever, which is, makes her very good at like martial arts and everything she does. And I get that whole thing. It, that's actually really cool. Just I think it's way super fucked it. up that she broke his hearing aid, though. Yeah, that's kind of fucked like, up. I was like, okay. I mean, I get it. Like, you think that like being you like you have seen the the sunshine of being deaf, the light. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Like the benefits. Like yeah. you can see the benefits, but you know how hard it was for you yeah. when you first started out, and you're just gonna be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna yeah. throw you into this. I'm gonna break the only yeah. thing that you have the chance to like even like ease into this. And also, like that's such a that made me hate her more than anything. Yeah. I don't feel bad for her at all. Also, I don't care for that villain whatsoever. Is it not? I kind of like her, but is it not insanely obvious that Hawkeye's Ronan? Like I'm. Yeah. Is it not crazy? I mean, we obviously we're I think the ones who have seen it, but like, maybe I get that. Maybe it's like her hero, so she's not like she wouldn't even think of it like that. But the villains, like you wouldn't think that. Bro, if there's some whole thing where Kate figures out that he's Ronan and she's like, you were my hero, I looked up to you, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Dude, epi- that's going to be all of episode five. I That's I, literally going to be all of episode five. This is five. the most cliche bullshit ever. Yeah, like, no. The fact that he his wife knows what's going on, I love that. Because it's not like, he's not like hiding the shit from There's his wife. one of Natalie's old moves when yeah. like, he was talking to her about it. I was like, fuck Fuck, yeah, Linda yeah. Cardellini. I was like, hell yeah. This is why she's the best. Yeah. But I'm also like, I love that that's, they're not playing into that cliche where it's just like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of them playing into the, I need to make it home before Christmas cliche because I fucking hate that shit too. Like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But it's also just fucking dumb. It's, it yeah. is such a, I wouldn't put it as a cliche. It is a weak Because like what point. dad doesn't want to be home for Christmas, but like. No, I'm saying like movie style cliche. Yeah. It's like. This like it's just overdone. Like yeah. anything around the Christmas time, if there's it, like, gotta make it home for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for it's always. Gotta make it home. It's like I just like can't wait for episode six, Christmas Eve, and there's gonna be like music, like yeah. Jingle Bells is gonna play during a fight scene, and I'm gonna want to blow my fucking brains out. I will say episode three though actually was like a decent episode. One. They had like the actual, fight scene sucked. The only thing that was cool in the fight scene was the Pim arrow. I mean, I thought like. The uh, videography was the coolest part in the fight scene because they just did like a full pan through the car, like 360, one shot. That was cool, yeah. While it was like dry. Like they had a lot of great (laughs) camera work, and that's that's why I was so excited about the whole car chase. Like, again, it comes back to like they. Like she's yelling at him, and and it's like he literally said he can't hear you. What, dude? no. What so does the, she not the understand? The thing that pissed me off the most is that she immediately, when he asks how many are there, she says four, and she holds up four with her hands in his face. And then the whole, and then the rest of the time, not a single hand signal, not a one. Bro. They both talk the whole time, and I understand it's a chase, and she's out the window. Not a hand signal after that. She literally puts up four in his face. There's four. Well, it's so stupid. Like, so she is, knows he can't hear. Like she, she knows he can't hear. He has explicitly said he's like, "I have you on this side, so I can hear you." She broke my hearing aid. He told her, he told Maya right in front of Kate Bishop that he's like, "I'm not deaf. I'm hard of hearing," and she's still just like talking in a normal tone, like, like during the chase scene, just acting like. He didn't just tell her all of these things and that she acknowledged it at one point. Mm. That pissed me off so much. Mm. Cause it's like 
I get that, like, oh, it's new that he's deaf. Like, that's a new thing to her. But it's also, like, she's supposed to be this, like, super, like, intelligent, badass kind of, like, fighter that's supposed to be able to take over Hawkeye's role. And she's acting like a fucking dumbass because she's just, like, talking to him, like, oh, you can hear me, right? Like, it'd be better if you had these things labeled, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, he, you know he can't hear you. And also, yeah, that on top of how he said, like, after in, in episode three, he... Like when they were miscommunicating on the fucking train, that he said, I hate you it. actually might be like, he's like, you probably one of the best archers in the world. She needs to have a hurdle of some kind to jump over. So far, she's just immaculated everything. Yeah. Also, she's not like that crazy of an archer yet. We haven't seen like crazy shit. Yeah. Like he's like so, flipping. Like, he's like shooting two arrows at a time. He's like flipping and firing arrows. He's like turning around and shooting arrows behind his back. Like she's just shot like dude. some basic, like obviously no shot that I'm ever going to fucking make, but p- pull out Shang-Chi's fucking friend. Aquafina is going to make that shot any day. Like no problem. Kate Bishop ain't special. Not yet, Aqu- at least. Aquafina did hit a dragon in the eye from 500 yards away. It's like, <laughs> come on. Like. I haven't seen anything special out of Kate Bishop yet. Yeah, well, like she's still no, I'm like not special, but she's still like really good. And he said that like she's one of the best archers in the world. There's no like, and she's basically kicked ass the whole time, except for when she, like, as a normal person, I don't even think I could see Hawkeye fighting like five people off at once. You no. know what I mean? Like, without I, we've never seen him do it without Black Widow, so. We'll probably see him do it in this at like this series. Yeah, but like there seems to be no hurdle for her to jump to make her like make me like that she's the new Hawkeye. And also, if we see fucking Hawkeye in that suit, I'm going to freak out. Oh, we're absolutely going to see him. I know it won't be. I don't know if we'll get the helmet, but it's going to be some dumbass purple suit. It better be. It better be him in it for a second, and then he pulls like the helmet or like the cowl off, and is like that sucks. This is the worst. Yeah, like, that's stupid. I really hope he's just like, that's dumb. Or he's in it and dies. He's going to... Uh, is he going to die? I don't know. Because here's the thing. Like, he's not going to die. I don't think he will, specifically because they've built up his family so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's just... There's so much that it's like... I mean, Disney likes to be cruel, but this is also, like, a, supposed to be, like, a... I mean, with, like... They absolutely like Black do Widow's not. death. Like, it was, like... Black Widow and and Iron Man's death, and Bambi's mother maybe maybe well, basically <laughs> like I I disagree. Disney is very, uh, uh, like they just don't do that. They're not gonna kill him. He's got a family, and like we are, like all love his wife and his kids. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, but they would they would they it would it. be cruel if they did it. I guess, but like it would be very cruel. But they won't do it. Disney's they won't do it. They're not they're not hard enough. Uh, I could see them Will doing Ferrell it. I could see Kevin them Hart. doing it so that there's no chance he comes back. No, I think it's ba- I think it's going to wrap like up they're nice trying tight bow. To he's write. done. Yeah, but there's no there's like he that's the thing like he's a hero. It's like the same sense of like Captain America. It's like he's not just going to quit. There's like yeah. he'll have to die. Speaking of Captain America, the one thing that I will give the opening to this show the Broadway musical Rogers. That scene made me laugh so fucking hard. Oh That's exactly what would happen, and that was like the cheesiest musical 
and very, very fucking funny. Yeah. Like, that was, that was fucking hysterical. Yeah, I think <laughs> the whole goes, thing was so like, funny. The fact that he turned off his hearing aid and then mm. the Ant-Man part in it. No, Ant-Man wasn't even there at yeah. all. Well, he technically was the second time around. He just didn't fight in the fight. Because he went back to the Battle of New York during Endgame in the time, like, when the, during the time heist. Oh, yeah, yeah, So he was yeah, technically yeah. Yeah, that's true. at the Battle of New York, <laughs> but he never fought or anything like that. Dude, that, dude, the whole musical thing really actually made me crack up. That's very funny. I, okay, so... I, there's like there's a few things here. <laughs> and I'm saying I could do this all day, like singing that. That was and like, funny. And it's like the fucking like peak of the song. Oh my god, that was funny. And I didn't know it was called Rogers until episode three when yeah. I saw the billboard. It's just called Rogers. Yeah. I could do this all day. I don't. Dude, that's that's fucking funny. That's genius. It sounds like something that like would a hundred percent be real. That Stark would have funded though. Like Stark as a would have joke. exactly yeah, yeah. like as a fucking complete yeah, joke. 100%. If Stark outlasted <laughs> Cap, he would have done that like absolutely as a joke. But um, I would, I could honestly like, I would love for them to bring up that it's like in Tony Stark's will, will? that if he dies before Cap, <laughs> they have to fund. <laughs> they have to fund part a of musical. his inheritance yeah, like, goes to a musical just to make fun of Cap. I could a hundred percent do that. And I could see Cap going to it and watching it and oh like God, being like, "Fuck!" I could probably watch. Honestly, I could watch that musical scene like five times in a row and seriously just not stop laughing. The whole Hulk thing and like, I could do this all day in musical form is so fucking funny. But also like the worst thing, like the ever. cringiest. Like, no, exactly. That's why it's so worst. funny. Is that it's so bad. Okay. So uh, there's nothing worse than a bad musical. Literally well, nothing worse than know. a bad musical. A what? One thing. Shitting my pants on a hot day. Nope. Bad musical worse. Rather no. shit my pants on a hot day. A bad opera. That's way worse. <sighs> All right. I'll give you that one. Because we, we did that. I was the only one that stayed awake the whole time. I fell asleep Literally so fast. All like hundred other fucking students that we were with, including the director and the other chaperones, fell asleep. I literally looked around. I was the only one awake. So New York or senior year of high school, we went on a field trip to New York and we were like, we just did a bunch of shit. And it was the it was last right day. Before we were about to like head literally out of town. like before we left, we're leaving after the opera. We're getting back on the buses and heading to Iowa. The opera starts at like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. And it is a three, three, three and a half hour fucking opera. And I'll be honest. And I've never been bleeds. to an opera. I didn't really like know what operas were. I expected like just like a more dramatic musical is basically what I was expecting. And it's literally they don't stop singing ever. And you can't understand a word of it. And you don't understand I'm what the fuck sure they're saying. I'm pretty sure the opera we were at was not in English. I I fell asleep so fast. It's Almost positive it's not in English. We had this whole section of the we like upper the balcony. We were like the front of the balcony too. Yeah, but with with all of us, we took up like a quarter of this balcony yeah, minimum. Not a lot. But I looked around and literally everyone was sleeping. Except for me. Like, I seriously could not pick another person out of this, like, probably 100 people. Yeah, probably. And I just could not sleep. And I just watched this whole fucking opera. 
it was the most in, like, boring Latin shit. Or yeah, something. The most it was boring fucking shit. stupid, dude. I had ever seen. And they had like a pamphlet that was like It was cool. Here's the here's what ha- like here's like a s- kind of a synopsis, but like the parts of the opera. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out where we were and I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I just went to bed. I was like, I'm done. I don't care. I'm just gonna fall asleep. No, like, everyone. Everyone was head over their yep. <laughs> like small audience chairs, like back and just fucking pat I had I had two people, both sides of me, passed out on me. Yep. Our gay director, who was the one pushing for this opera, that really wanted to go, was passed the fuck out, not think, 10 seats away from me. I think, and I was like, are you fucking... I wanted to go over there and smack that motherfucker. I definitely think the exhaustion caught up to him, though. Like, I oh, was, I'm sure he was, I was exhausted. Like, I all, was tired, tired, too. Was that was, like, yeah, that was like a good four days in New York that was fucking wild after a shitty fucking drive up there but still oh no i oh mm, i think a bad music i would rather i'm actually gonna flip it Uh, i would rather go to a bad opera i can't understand the words to than a bad musical that i can't understand the words to at least i can laugh at the bad musical nope that's still not better i the laughter is the laughter is in this sucks. Opera, I could at least appreciate it a little bit. I can't. Not in a different language, at least. Just how they're singing, I could appreciate. I just wanted to shut the fuck up. I would rather I would rather a shitty musical. Hey, hey, like, whatever. Non-stop singing in a different language is the most boring thing that I think I've ever sat through. Don't have subtitles in real life. Yeah, no, that sucks. Okay, so what the fuck was the watch they were going after? From the Avengers compound. Is this like supposed to be a special watch that everybody knows what it is or like? No idea. All right. Why the fuck did Kate Bishop put on the Ronin suit? Like what the fuck thought process was that? So her mom didn't see her. She was in the basement. Her mom wasn't even near her. Yeah. But and she got out without her mom seeing her anyways. And then, well, the other people had already seen her. Yeah. Two waiter people. Yeah. And then what's-his-face wouldn't recognize her. I understand why she put on the suit. I don't. I think that's the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. I, I was like, that Like that doesn't make sense. She could have just got out of there. She could have just left. Yeah, but she was, she was trying to be a superhero. That's the whole thing. Hawkeye's her hero, and she wants to be Hawkeye. Which yeah, is funny that she that put it that, Which is actually... Funny, she put on the Ronin suit, not knowing that that is she actually Hawkeye. And that it was worse. from a murderer, right? Like, like a crazy murderer. Yeah, but it was just to cover her identity. But okay. it is very like, funny that she did not funny, but like ironic. Serendi- yeah, ironic, serendipitous, whatever that she did that, not knowing that Hawkeye is actually Ronin, and that's like the worst part of his character, or like the worst thing he's ever done. I think it's crazy that she's like, oh, a murderer wore this that almost took out all the organized crime. I'm gonna go put that on. No, that has nothing. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I know. She wasn't thinking. It's stupid. It is dumb, and that's why I don't like her, because she didn't think it through. She's just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go." Well, I mean, put on this. She could have easily just put the fucking face mask. Uh, I mean, a fucking like bomb went off and blasted through the wall. There's really no thinking through that. I mean, the person that she wants to look up to would like thought through that, like. 
He blew up well, and found that that the point. Infinity Gauntlet in the Avengers compound and ran with it from Chitari after a nuke hit him. Yeah, but so she what also I'm saying is, is she's not at the level that like I just I so maybe she is still a child. I just like, think that it's she does have a hurdle jump over. You kind of pushed my point from earlier, I guess. I just I don't like how they're portraying her because I have a bad feeling that it's gonna flip immediately. Like there's gonna be just like like she's gonna be flip from being like the stupid kid to being like somehow yeah. the secret agent. Yeah, she's gonna have her hero moment. You know, we we both just put two, we both just put two of our problems with this together and figured out what exactly is going to happen. Because I was just saying that she has no like skill gap to get over. She's already a master martial artist and a master archer and a master swordsman. And you're saying that you're pissed off that she's immature and whatever. So she's going to have a hero moment that makes her mature. Then she's going to be fucking awesome. I it's gonna be annoying. No, don't get me wrong. That's gonna fucking be super yeah, annoying. So it's, it's not gonna make but sense, exactly and it's gonna make gonna me happen. hate it even more. Yeah, great. So Love who cares? This. So she's gonna be in the Young Avengers, and we're just I, not gonna give a shit about the Young Avengers. We're not gonna give a shit about the MCU here in a little bit. Like half the shit we're is really just like getting to the point. I it don't is care. like the shit they're doing is pissing me off. Like I loved Loki, but I thought it was so convoluted and unnecessary to like get there. I think this show. Not that great. I think Eternals got like really, really bad reviews, and I've like went through a synopsis of it, and it doesn't sound very good in my opinion. I if, think like if Spider Man sucks, I I'm it already won't, but I'm already pissed does, that they're like they, they said they're doing more Spider Man movie with three, Tom Holland. Three. It's like he's becoming Batman. He's becoming like let's just fucking overuse him. He's he's gonna become the Iron Man again. Like let's just overuse this character. It's like, but isn't that what we wanted? No, we didn't want Spider Man to take over the Avengers. No, I I personally think Spider Man is way overrated. How? I just think he's overrated. Like I don't think that he's like that cool anymore. We've seen it's it's like anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we've seen enough. Like I just don't care. I want to see different heroes. Well, to lead I've seen three iterations of Spider Man. Yeah, agreed. But I've I seen feel one like initeration lead, of I Captain America, like one iteration of Iron now, Man. But now those are so iconic, can't bring it back. There's not an iconic Spider Man. Miles Morales, fucking switch it. Don't don't give and me I think Tom they Holland will do anymore. That. And I absolutely think they will do that. But I, to bring in know. different characters, I think I, you need a character you know to lead them. So bring, get Spider-Man Well, I mean, like, Ant-Man. Like, nobody fucking knew Ant-Man, and Ant-Man's, like, one of the best characters now. Agreed. So just fucking but do that it, with more characters. Good, okay. Like, Blade and, like, all of these new yeah. characters. I'm just but sick to of lead, harping just on get, Just get Spider-Man in there. To lead? Yeah, why what? can't he lead? Why would Spider-Man be a leader? He's a child. Uh, Pure of heart. One of the strongest of them all. Okay, that's One of fine. the coolest powers of them all. Arguable. Very arguable. The Supreme Sorcerer. Agreed. I guess I'll give you that one. Like, but I, I think if people want Spider-Man to lead the Avengers, I'm out. That is where I'm done. Like, he can lead the young Avengers well, or you whatever. you don't think young people could do stuff? You can't young... You don't think no. Young people can be I know for a fact that they can't. I know fucked people up. my age. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. It is fucked up that people my age think that they're yeah. mature enough to I'm do that I'm hoping they're doing the three Spider-Men, like, spaced out so they can I just give us, don't, like... I don't care for Spider-Man anymore. I want good... 
I want good like older. I don't want three, but I do want old Peter Parker, and I want it to be Tom Holland. I want them to do like another movie and like. Five years thing. after we're never like five years after this one where he's older, and then like another five years after that where he's I like would hate that even more. No, dude, when Spider Man in his thirties would be awesome. Old I, Peter Parker, older Peter Parker, would be awesome. Where like MJ divorces him because he's way too into being Spider Man, and like all like oh like Spider Verse shit. We could all, not care less about that storyline. Why? Because that's like the entire Logan. because that's that's just being like okay, let's look at the MCU and then let's just go focus on New York. And like a basic boring ass storyline. That's true. I'm sick in New York. Let's focus on like the most boring, boring storyline about a man and a woman that got divorced because of superhero duties. That is like, I get where you're coming from. It'd be cool to see like what happens in a in the long run with a superhero. I just want like yeah. It's like there's no exciting stories coming out of that. I I don't know. I I personally I just want think it to be the same Spider Man. I guess. Well, I personally think that Spider Man is like. Like really overrated. Like he's cool. I love him, but like people are just love him because it's Tom Holland and Zendaya. Like that's why they like this Spider Man. I think people love it because it's Spider Man and Zendaya. I don't think as uh, people oh, love I Tom totally Holland disagree. as Spider Man. People love Tom Holland as Spider Man. But that's what I'm saying. Like Spider Man is a very like Spider Man is a classic, classic character. character. Mm, uh, top five, easy. Yeah, top five. That's fine. But like. It, DC and Marvel mixed. Top no. five easy. What? Batman, Superman, Flash, Iron Man, Captain America. Like Iron Man, not in there. What? Before 2008, Iron Man, absolutely not in there. I fully disagree with that. No. Why Nobody would they have gave a shit about it. That's, what that's the not whole, even that true. Was the whole, no. That was the whole like crazy thing about it is that they did an Iron Man movie first. Spider-Man, there were other Iron Man no. movies. There was only one Avengers uh I, was it a TV show? I think it was a movie. Might have been a TV show. I there disagree. No I don't think Iron Spider-Man's Man. top five, but that's fine. No. I Batman, also... Superman, Spider-Man, Captain America. Mm. Don't even think of Marvel. Yeah, dude. Cap- before all these movies, I would say Spider-Man is absolutely the top Marvel like superhero that everyone would know. Wolverine. Okay. That's still top five. Professor X. Magneto. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. They were way bigger than Spider-Man. No. How many X-Men movies are there? Again, said before all these movies. X-Men was before Spider-Man. Or the same uh, time. Agreed. Uh, I agreed. I just mean in general. like if you're, go- if you're going Marvel and just comic books. In general, like before 2000. I'm saying like... Before so we're talking comic books now. Yeah, comic books. Okay, Captain Batman, America is Superman absolutely. Spider Man are like the top three superheroes that everyone would know. I think Spider Man is overrated, and I think he's overrated because people love the nostalgia and they love Tom Holland and Zendaya. The character's not that great in this iteration of the MCU. It's just, it's just like cool. Tom Holland, Zendaya. Like I, I personally could not I don't care less. Necessarily disagree with that the Zendaya part, especially. Dude, that part makes like I get no, it. I, I love Zendaya. No. Yeah, the Whatever. fact that she's MJ is a, a huge thing. I am over Spider Man. That's what I'll say. I think that's he's cool. I think he's badass. I think Homecoming was probably one of my favorite movies because they showed off like how fucking strong Spider Man is. Like Spider Man should go toe to toe with the Hulk. 
not the MCU's iteration of the Hulk, but like he is powerful enough to literally catch Hulk's fist. Yeah, but like I just—I think he's awesome. I just don't like the way they're portraying him in the MCU. One, they portrayed him like too too many different ways, and I just don't like this iteration that much. I I don't know. I'm out. Is it not the best iteration so far, though? I, I mean, I personally loved Andrew Garfield's iteration. Damn, my brother said that too. I loved it, man. And I, I was thought, like, like, I didn't. I mean, I'm not saying no, but like, well, I think the biggest I would thing still here go is Tom Holland. I do not like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I understand that. I I do. Seeing a cool badass Spider-Man that didn't play Peter Parker well, I'll admit that. Have I, you gone back? I will acknowledge. Have you gone back and watched him recently? No, but I haven't gone back and watched any of the Spider-Man recently. Because okay. I don't, Go I don't have like Spider-Man that one attachment. Just try it. Just I give it a shot. I don't want to. One's not great. Just I'm out it's on Spider-Man. Sa- it just because it's the same origin story. But two, two's pretty good with Toby. I think Toby Maguire is pretty good. I'm Because then he loses his Spidey sense. I guess it's the same thing as fucking Tom Holland too. He loses his Spidey sense. Jesus Christ. Okay. Nope. You, you convinced me. I'm all. I have already talked to you about it. Like. I agree with you. Like I'm getting worn out on it too. It's just Marvel's version of Batman. Yeah. But I don't like three more movies. But I want to see a little more. I want to get deeper into Spider-Man. Like when he's older. Basically, what I'm saying. That's fine. I guess I'm just like I would I'm rather tired of focus Spider-Man. There we go. I'm tired of teenagers. <laughs> like straight I, up. Like it was so badass watching like these like. Grown adults be superheroes and kick ass and be the Avengers. And now we get to like revert to when we were like, like this, like yeah. young Avengers probably would have been cool when we were younger. Cause now been, I'm like, going to hate it. Yeah. And now we're just going to hate it. And be it's a bunch like of dumb fucking teenagers. Yeah. It's just going to be like dumb. Like, Oh, we're old Luke. Well, Kate Bishop's supposed to be 22 drew and she's acting like she's in high school. That's what's pissing yeah, me no, off she's so much. 22. It's there. like she's not a teenager. No, dude, I, she's a fucking adult, mm, and she's mm, acting like a teenager, mm, and mm. she shouldn't even be a part of the Young Avengers because she's an adult. I personally know, not personally, is a 22-year-old that I've interacted with quite often lately, and she exa- acts the exact same. They're, I'm, I'm not saying I'm 25 and much more mature and like smarter or whatever, but I am, and also... It's like she's not. She's acting like a twenty-two-year-old. She really is. No, she, I no, she's not. No, she's not. Absolutely, dude. Hundred percent. A twenty-two-year-old that has like a black belt in like three different, four different martial arts, and this a master swordsman and a master bowman. Like, dude, I have talked with like three or four people at my work that love this show, but they all agree that she's like acting super immature. Dude, she okay. That, I mean, I, I just disagree. I, I she fully is act, like she is. Twenty two year olds are fucking idiots. They might as well be sixteen. Twenty two year olds have graduated college for the most part. Idiots, yeah, exactly. You went to college. What a moron. I mean, I, I did suited it. Suited me pretty well. I, I hated it. Shouldn't have done it. Should have never done it. Community college is where it's at. Graduate when you're twenty, baby. Get out. All right, let's just hop into our rounds, bounces and rounds, because. <laughs> All right, bounces around first. I got one of each. Uh, okay, I have a bounce for somebody on my Twitter timeline acting like college athletes are the hardest working people on the planet, and he's like, and that the coaches deserve a ton of respect too. 
at a D3 school or lower. Okay, continue. And I'm not on board yet, but continue. You're not on board. Oh, I, he's just literally just sitting out here like, you don't know what these boys sacrifice every day to do this. It's like they're choosing to do it. They're not sacrificing things. They're literally choosing to do it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I respect the shit out of college athletes for doing it. I mean, that's fine, but don't act like... like yeah, no, don't give me the fucking you... Fucking yeah, sob story. Yeah, I don't no, care. Don't give me you, that. Yeah, you could literally just quit. Yeah. Yeah. No, like... I like don't just I, I there he, should also be channels for you not to have to if you're that good at a sport and doing that well they're not to have to go to school when you know you're just gonna go professional in a sport but you're also d3 so you're choosing to do that I guess d3 people go pro but very rarely how often do they start or uh, ever get like a chance to start that's a genuine question too like I couldn't I I could not tell you like an this exact was, number or whatever, but I uh, feel like I gotta find the, the tweet. The top, re- uh, the top receiver in the NFL right now in receptions, yards, and touchdowns is Cooper Cup, who plays for my LA Rams, who was D two. Your LA Rams? Yeah, baby. The LA Rams. My LA Rams. They're not yours. You don't own them. Mm, you don't know me. I might have a stake in it. How do you know? I know you don't because they're not a publicly held company. Are you sure about that? All right, let me look it up real quick. <laughs> okay, shut up. But he is D2, and he is the top receptions, yards, touchdowns, top receiver in the league. Rams are not a publicly held company. Maybe I'm Steve Kroenke's grandson. You don't know? Yes, I do. I, I've met your grandparents. Which ones? Both of them. On my mom's side? I'm pretty sure mom's you last have name is actually Cronky. So Yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you think of a Rams fan in Iowa, bro. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. That's annoying. It's mostly just the repeated tweets that endlessly like we they work so hard. They do all this. They fucking strength coaches get to work with them one on one every day, and we really know our players. It's like, dude, sick. No, you don't. No, you don't. That guy actually has a bunch of mental health issues. When he goes home, he thinks of jumping out his fucking dorm window every and night. You, you really could don't not know that care guy. less either. Yeah. You just want him to play well on the yeah. field. So shut the fuck up and quit acting like you're <laughs> you care about your players because we know you don't. Yeah, there are very few coaches that care about their players, and the, co- the players that they care about are the ones that are good. Yep. And they care about them not for the right reasons most of the time. I won't say that as a blanket statement for all coaches because I'm sure there are some coaches out there that do genuinely care about the well-being of their players. Majority don't. Yeah, no. They just want to be like, yeah, I had I coached a guy that went Every to, coach that at Johnson pro. High School could not fucking care less about their students. Every at coach all. at Johnson High School basically just played Madden and that's how they got their uh their schemes. Honestly, if you played Madden, you would have better plays. Like, if Woodley played Madden once, we could have had a better playbook than <laughs> we had the whole fucking time. I, was I don't think Johnston. he did anything but play Madden. I don't know, man. No, I watched, no I watching think, that offense, I, think I was the like, plays, he's just playing Madden. Yeah. He's, he's literally playing like how I would play Madden. Yeah, when I was fucking 12, it was like, I don't know what these are. Like, I don't know. It was, 
It's super easy. You run on first down. That's what down, I'm saying. You like, either do a run or a play action. Third down, you just fucking bomb it. If that is a work punt. Good old Woodley. He, that's literally all he did. It was crazy. Okay, what did you just do? A brown or bounce? Okay, uh, my bounce. Also do the football. Uh, so... Uh, whoever decided that the certain Texas peewee football team couldn't make the playoffs in their peewee football league because they were too good because they were kicking the shit out of everybody. They literally kicked the best team in the league out of the fucking playoffs because they were too good. Yeah. Uh, these guys are getting sent straight to Alcatraz. What the fuck? Fuck you. Are you serious? They should have Okay, if they did this, they should have just been automatically tra- crowned champions yeah. and the playoffs should have been played for second and third place then. Dude, straight up. If that's what you want to do, if you don't want them to play, then give them first immediately. Dude, I Quit being pussy ass bitches. Participation trophies and bullshit like I grew up with participation trophies. I hated them. I, I absolutely fucking hated every single time I didn't I got think a twice about a participation trophy. Like if I got one, trash. Immediately, Dude. like I like it was never. I guess it was never a trophy. It was always like some dumbass medal. No, I uh, yeah, I still have it to this day. Oh, I, I got the MVP for my rec league team in like seventh or eighth grade. We were like the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. We didn't win a single game, and I scored. Oh my god, I did the math. I want to say eighty-five percent of the points on this team. I was. I, Sam Thomas, if you're listening, I'm sorry. He was the assistant captain on that team. I'm think sorry. about Sam Thomas playing basketball. I don't want to think about Sam Thomas doing anything. It, uh, it, yeah, no. Also, think, his name is Chase. Think about somebody in cowboy boots playing basketball. He was the assistant captain, and I was the captain. We got our ass kicked every game, and I was the only person to do anything. I, when they handed me that MVP trophy, this stupid fucking... Uh, not Papa John's. Uh, Papa, oh, Happy uh, Joe's. Happy Joe's party, because that's where you always <laughs> had your league parties. I got this fucking trophy, and I seriously wanted to throw it through the window. I was like, "This team fucking sucks. I hate you all. I'm not that good. At, I'm really not that good at basketball. It sounds like I'm bragging. I suck at basketball compared to a lot of people. Like literally a lot of people. I was so mad, dude." Fuck that. And the fact that this team couldn't kick the shit out of everyone in the playoffs to win a championship is fucking bullshit. I was I was in Texas. I never gave a fuck about trophies until like show choir trophies. Like I like any trophy for anything else. I was like, I like I just didn't care. Like I was just there to have fun for the most part. I didn't like football is trying to compete, but like our team sucks. So it, it wasn't really much I could do. I tried it my best. I know you did, but <laughs> it didn't really suck. Uh, we weren't like you weren't going to win state. There was a lot of good individuals, but there wasn't good cohesiveness, like or coaching. Or coaching. Like, coaching was a big part of it. But like show choir was the only time that I actually started to give a fuck about trophies because I was like, this is something that we're good at that we can fucking win. I'll give you that. I uh, probably state golf and. Uh, AU State baseball, I gave a shit about because yeah. we could my my team could have actually won that. We didn't ever both times. I was always on the second team, the team like I was never on the good team for any sports in the Johnston ones. I was always just like on the second team because one, so was I. Didn't really give a fuck. I just liked playing, and two, 
most of the teams that were number one, you had to pay like a good amount to be on. And it was like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, no. So, what was I going to say? I completely, I had a train of thought, and then I just completely lost it. Well, your second thing was it was fuck this Texas Pee Wee Football League. For yeah, no, honestly out. though, that's fucked up. Let's go burn Texas to the ground, the whole state. <laughs> they did just make it illegal for you to chain up dogs outside. Okay, well, I'll think about it then. I don't <laughs> actually necessarily agree with that. I should be absolutely allowed to chain up my dog outside, not forever. Yeah, I mean, if I if it, I need to chain my dog up outside, let me chain it yeah, outside. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, rounds? Yep. All right. Hold on. I'll go first. Today's date, I'm going to buy a round for. I hate you. Hold on. It is, if you're listening, it's tomorrow, but it's 12-02-2021. So that, what's what's backwards? Palindrome? Yeah. So that is a palindrome. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Who gives a shit? That is, uh, today is also... An ambigram, which means it reads the upside same down. upside down. That's way fucking cooler. Fuck a palindrome. An ambigram is fucking sweet, dude. If it reads the same upside down. Ambigram. Bum, bum, da, da, da. Ambigram. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Sorry. No, that's uh, that, that's the best you could have ended <laughs> that with. Today's an ambigram, baby. All right. I'm buying a round for Miguel. Hold on. Ambergram, ball, black minute. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. I think this is Miguel. I'm buying around. Biggie. Yep. Young Lack Sheep on Twitter mm-hmm. for being uh, or having us in his top podcast this year, Beer 30, number four on the list. <laughs> My girlfriend had us as her number one because it's the only podcast she's ever listened to. Get fucked, everybody else. I, I didn't even get my podcast wrap up, so. Dude, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I had so much last podcast on the left. I had like 141 episodes. I also stopped <laughs> listening to our episodes after uploading. I was just like, oh, really? I'm sick of hearing my voice. I still listen to them mostly, but yeah. Shout out, Miggy. Loyal listener. Maybe the most loyal. Oh, also, shout out Travis Tyson. I ran into him. Tyson Pice? Dude, I ran into Tyson at uh, Water's Edge in Polk City. And uh, we were just like, I was like, dude, what's up? Like, you know, shooting the shit. And he goes, yeah, I listened to your podcast. You and Luke are fucking funny. No fucking Tyson, let's go. Fucking (laughs) huge round for Tyson. Oh, hell yeah. Tyson Pice. Bro, I fucking love Travis. Oh, my God. It's been so long. I know, dude. Your girlfriend's hot, by the way, Tyson, if that was your girlfriend. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, that's my rounds and bounces. That's it for me. All right. Okay, let's get into the the meat. The meat the th- of this episode. The shaft of this episode. When I brought it up earlier, when I was saying James Gandolfini could play a great penguin, we're going to get into what I consider maybe the real-life penguin. What I'm going to consider him as is if Hitler was good, and I honestly mean that we're talking about jimmy hoffa okay what jimmy hoffa all right reason we're talking about this is because last week hold on before before we even get into what the fuck he did i'm gonna try to break down what a good hitler would do 
Yeah. Because now, yeah. now I'm thinking through this. Yes. Yeah. No. Go. So, he genuinely wanted to help the German market, right? Like he wanted to help Germany. Like Hitler's like, like goal was to unite Germany and get them back on their feet after World War One, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, a good Hitler would go about this. Okay, so what did he actually do, though? Now I'm trying to think through what hit. Like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. All right, y'all. Uh, <laughs> at the end, now I'm starting yeah, to think about this. At the like, end, Whoa. we'll. All right. So we're talking about Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, everybody probably knows Jimmy Hoffa as the guy that went missing. Maybe you don't know much about him. The movie The Irishman was uh, written about him from the uh, perspective. Oh fuck. Of a guy who was full of shit. I can't remember his name right now, but the but the movie The Irishman is from a guy who was absolutely full of shit. It was probably a lot that was true because he was that guy was in the mob. Martin this Scorsese, guy, yeah, full shit. Yeah, exactly. So this guy claimed to have been the guy to kill Jimmy Hoffa. This guy was so down low in the mob that if they would have allowed had him, hi- yeah, had him kill Jimmy Hoffa. The mob would be a bunch of fucking idiots, and we all know they're not a bunch of fucking idiots because they're still fucking surviving today after a hundred years of being investigated by the CIA, the fucking FBI, working with the CIA, working with the FBI, doing all this shit. Like, they would not have... No, they would not have put this up to that fucking dipshit. Why Martin Scorsese made a movie out of his bullshit book is insane to me. Props to the mob, by the way. Yeah. Huge props to the mob. This might can be considered a U.S. history, what we're going through here. We'll see in the end. All right. James Riddle Hoffa, born February 14th, 1913, in Brazil, Indiana. <laughs> it's like well, Paris, Texas. He was an American bon labor union leader. Served as the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, or the IBT, from 1957 until 1971. Irritable bowel You might teams. be asking what the IBT is. Irritable bowel teams. The International Brotherhood of Teamsters. The Teamsters are America's largest, largest, most diverse union. The Teamsters is known as the champions of freight drivers and warehouse workers, but have organized workers and virtually... Av- Every occupation imaginable, both professional and non-professional, private sector and public sector. You've seen their logo. Uh, it's a blue circle with a star with six points, uh, yellow star with six points, and then two horses' heads on the top. You've definitely seen the Teamsters logo. They've been around for a very, very, very long time. So let's start from the beginning. From an early age... Hoffa was a union activist, and he became an important regional figure with IBT in his mid-20s. By 1952, he was the national vice president of the IBT, and in 1957 and 1971, he was their president. I didn't need to read that first. All right, so uh, 1913, he was born. His father was of German descent from what is now referred to as Pennsylvania Dutch, his father died in 1920, seven years after he was born from lung disease. When Hoffa, yeah, Hoffa was seven. Uh, his mother was Irish. Uh, their family moved to Detroit in 1924, 
1924 was the height of a lot. Uh, I think that's during Prohibition, but it was the height of a lot of uh, very uh, well-known American gangsters such as Al Capone and Bonnie and Clyde. I'm pretty sure Bonnie and Clyde, I'm pretty sure the year was 1932 was the year of a lot like where gangsters kind of ruled America, like Bonnie and Clyde, Al, Al Capone. There's two brothers that I can't remember right now. Uh, but he grew up, especially in a booming city like Detroit, where the Irish and Italian mobs took over because there was a lot of economic prowess in Detroit at the time. I mean, it was literally the fastest growing city in all of America. So he grew up around not only uh, economic boom like that and money and Ford and innovation, but it was also um, mafia driven like he grew up in like it's a very mixed it's like a a very dirty time for american money does that make sense yeah uh hoffa left school at the age of 14 and began working full-time manual labor jobs to support his family because his father had died uh 18 years old he married his wife josephine uh she was a laundry worker of polish heritage uh the couple met six months earlier uh, during non-unionized laundry workers' strike action. They had two children, uh, Barbara Ann and James P. The Hoffas paid $6,800 in 1939 for a modest home in northwest Detroit. So, at the age of 20, Jimmy Hoffa... Uh, started his own uh he he formed a strike for his uh labor union let me uh figure hold on let me go through my notes where this strike was oh yeah it's a grocery chain uh i want to say kroger's i was literally about to say say kroger's i don't know why though yeah uh with the grocery chain kroger's uh, which paid substandard wages and offered poor working conditions with minimal job security. The workers were displeased with that situation and tried to organize a union to better their lot. Hoffa decided to head like headway that whole thing. Uh, and by 1932, uh, after well, he he formed that union, formed a strike, got everyone better wages. But by 1932, he refused to work there anymore after uh, working for an abusive shift foreman. Uh, he left that chain and went and became uh, an organizer for the local 299 Teamsters in Detroit. Which, like I said, Teamsters were truck drivers and warehousemen and all that good stuff. Uh, Teamsters, founded in 1903, had 75,000 members in 1933. Again, 1932 is when uh, Hoffa joined. Um, the membership over two decades grew to 170,000 members. I'm sorry, grew to 170,000 members by 1936 and 420,000 members by uh, World War II. And in the post-war boom, they went over a million members by 1951. Um, and I think they got to like 2.3 million in the time that he was, 
uh, uh, president of the union. He started as vice president. Uh, the guy that became president appointed him as vice president. They were uh, mainly a Midwest union, but then they became national, national. Uh, especially with his help. So he's kind of a fucking hero at this point. Like, unions, very much, okay, like, I'm all for fucking unions. You should absolutely, anti-union. <laughs> you should absolutely group up as the workers of the same type to get what you need and get what you want. Across the industry. Exactly. Not Not just just your job. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Hoffa defended the Teamsters from raids and other unions, including the Congress of Industrial Organizations, the CIO, and he extended Teamsters' influence from the Midwest from the late 30s to the late 40s. Although he never actually worked as a truck driver, he became president of the local 299 and 46. He then rose to combine to a combined group of Detroit area locals shortly afterward and advanced become the head of Michigan Teamsters. Uh, he obtained deferment from military service in World War II, so he did not have to go to World War II. At the 52 uh, IBT convention in Los Angeles, Hoffa was selected as national vice president by the incoming president, David Beck. Like I just said, uh... The IBT moved its headquarters from Indianapolis to Washington, D.C. in 55. Uh, following uh, the 52 election, he became from vice. He did not. He was no longer vice president. He was president after the 52 election. So. Uh, and then he named his personal lawyer, Bill Buffalon, Buff Ilano which I won't remember how he really, like, fits into this, but Bill Buffalano, not a great guy, definitely in the mob. Yeah, with a name like Buffalano. Yeah, no, exactly. Buffalano! I'm going to forget a lot of names here and how these really tie together. A lot of spaghetti lasagna names. Bibbidi-bobbidi. Yeah. A lot of Anos and Elis and spaghetti, spaghetti lasagna names you know what i'm saying so uh 57 57 he became president of the teamsters and that's when he starts uh he's he's obviously fighting for wages this whole time he's been getting fighting against the man i'm seeing this whole entire time he's been getting like big wage increases across the board for everybody being like a so very you're saying good he's rounding leader. people up still, rounding people up, but in a good way, getting people getting Pay. the working class their getting wages, them their that money they that they deserve fucking deserve, fighting back against the rich, all good so far. This is a good version of Hitler so as far. Soon as still rounding beca- people up as soon as he becomes, but not president. killing them. As soon as he becomes president, he starts forming strikes. I think he was doing it uh, earlier when he like formed his first strike or whatever. But what better way to keep scabs and other unions out from taking over basically their their land, if you want to say, like their whatever. Hire the mob. Hire the mob as muscle to start scaring scabs, start scaring guys with money, 
make cabs it. are the ones that come in to break union lines, right? Yes. Like basically the yes, ones to the replace worker, unionizers. Yeah. And then start hiring mob guys to start scare the bigwigs to vote certain ways of paying good wages. Paying, you know, fucking get some big old Italian motherfuckers. Remember how I told you I was going to take up sniping? You'd be a great hitman. Exactly. Start. Hitman 47. Paying these dudes. Not kill them. Already bald. Fuck. Fucking. Halfway there. Give, you know, give them a real good scare. Make a boat certain way. Increase wages. Break help us out. Do, I mean, say we know where your daughter goes to school. Kind of thing. Call the school. Pretending exactly. to be the pediatrician. Say nine one one. It's also the nineteen fifties. They just believe it, and they just. I was just quoting the off. Just give you right over. Where Michael Scott calls into his boss's daughter's school, pretending to be the pediatrician to get in contact with his boss because his boss wouldn't answer the phone. Crazy shit. That's what the mob would do, though. Straight up. Uh, so following his reelection in sixty one, Hoffa worked to expand the union. He uh, succeeded in that. Uh, bringing basically truck drivers all over in North America to the National Master Freight Agreement, which may have been the biggest achievement in a lifetime of union activity. Uh, then he tried to get airline workers and transport employees to the union with limited success. Uh, but mostly it's it's truck drivers. Airline workers. Yeah, come they on. live in, in '64. I mean, it, they've only had airplanes for like 50 years. There's like two. I was uh, thinking about that. I was working next to a private airport today, and I just kept watching planes come in, and I just couldn't take my eyes off it. And I was like, "There's only been planes for like a hundred years. That's crazy. It still blows my mind." And in those hundred years, we've gone to space. Wild. Uh, so he get. I mean, he was, he was, uh, the president of the Teamsters. Even through the time he went to prison. So he did go to prison. Uh, he made... Well, let's let's go through investigations. 57, he was investigated uh, by the McClellan Committee. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 57, he was arrested by, by the McClellan... Well, whatever. Uh, he tried to bribe. He, he got... Arrested for jury tampering and bribery, uh, which basically was so Bobby Kennedy this entire time, who is JFK's brother, who JFK appointed as attorney general, which is pretty fucked up to do, in my opinion, to Trump. appoint your brother to attorney general. That's crazy. Uh, so Bobby Kennedy was like against the mob and against unions. And then Bobby Kennedy was so fucking uppity and thinking Oh, I'm rich. I need to help all these poor people out. And he did it in the wrong fucking way. And Bobby Kennedy was really not that great of a person. I don't think. I really think he was just a stuck-up, rich fucking asshole. And also, him coming after the mob is so fucking hypocritical because Joe Kennedy, his father, had ties with the mob so fucking deep, he literally bought his son the presidency and then in turn bought his son the fucking attorney general because he bought his son the presidency he uh would make donations for a million dollars and somebody would only would basically like scrub the books and say that it was actually like a hundred thousand dollars 
that he contributed uh, and then give Joe Kennedy $900,000 cash and then he greased fucking palms and literally bought his son, John F. Kennedy, the fucking presidency. And we'll get to John F. Kennedy here in a second. Oh, my God, I hate the Kennedys. But he was arrested for allegedly trying to uh, uh, jury tamper. And this was after... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, this is before. This is before that. Uh, which he got 13 years for. And Bobby Kennedy was after him. Uh, John F. Kennedy was president in 1960. Uh, so, actually, he got off. I'm sorry. I, I'm ahead of myself. 57, he got off. He got off on those bribery charges. Nothing happened. It was all false bullshit. After that, uh, Bobby Kennedy came attorney, became attorney general in 61. And he just kept going after... Uh, Hoffa and all these union guys because he just didn't he he, he didn't did like know, it. he did know they had connections with the mob and he kept going after the mob connections but in this instance the mob was doing something good uh, in in my opinion I think uh, they protecting were protecting the unionizers right hel- helping middle class workers and not like doing basically I think Bobby Kennedy was going for like trickle down economics. The mm-hmm. r- basically Bobby Kennedy's like idea was that the rich have the born rich have an obligation to help out the lesser poor, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But Bobby Kennedy was like thought he was king, like thought I'm way above you guys. I'm I'm helping everyone out because Peasants. I'm so nice and I'm so good and yada yada yada, and so he. Uh, had this what Bobby Kennedy had this what he called Get Hoffa Squad, which is basically like uh, Seal Team Six. Yeah, <laughs> like trying like trying to g- just get anything on this guy. And Hoffa was so smart and so clean. He was never actually in the mob. He just had like very very powerful friends like uh, Lucky uh, Siciliano. Lucky Siciliano had. Uh, mob ties in Italy, in New Jersey, in Detroit, in Arizona, in Florida, in I want to say one of the Carolinas, and he did different like, uh, he did different like crazy illegal things in all those like states that were like very different. So like in uh, like Detroit, money laundering, yeah, like completely different like crimes Detroit, that couldn't get connected to each other. Yeah, exactly, dude. And he like murdered motherfuckers. This dude was a mob boss. Like he was the shit. And Hoffa knew that. You say guy. Castiano? No, uh, Siciliano. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Lucky. I think his name is Lucky Siciliano. But uh, finally, in '63, Hoffa was indicted for jury tampering in Tennessee on. Somewhat of false charges, basically that Get Hoffa group kind of fucking like lied. Yeah, like uh what would you call it like tampered uh, with the evidence? Or no, like when you like get uh uh witness or like somebody to rat on somebody when they don't like want to. Oh like, coercion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like basically exactly. Um so on bribery of grandeur uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hoffa was convicted on March 4th, 1964. Uh, in the eight years, 
uh, he actually became the highest paid. He had a 13-year sentence for that. Yeah. Oh, sentenced to eight years in prison and a $10,000 fine. I thought it was 13. My bad. Uh, that made him the highest paid convict in the U.S. because he was still president of the Teamsters. They did not, like, revoke him of his spot. So he made over $100,000 a year as a prisoner. And he was the highest paid, highest paid huh. convict in the U.S., which is fucking sick, dude. That's pretty. That's badass. pretty fucking cool. Uh, so he was in there so for. You say March fourth, sixty four. Yes. Okay, that might be the day my mom was born. Really? That's cool. Her birthday's March fourth, but I can't remember sixty four is the right year. So my, I think my dad was sixty two or sixty three. What year was your dad? Sixty one. Because he was 60 in, yeah, this year. So 61. My dad's 58. So 63? Yeah, so my mom would have been 64. So yeah. March 4th, 64. Literally the day my mom was born. So Hoffa was convicted the same day your mom was born? Fuck yeah. Lit. Hell yeah. So uh, after spending three years appealing, didn't work, uh... He began serving aggregate prison sentence of thir- okay, that's for the thirteen years. Okay, so eight for bribery, five five for fraud. Uh, so, uh, they appointed another guy as the president of the union. But, uh, where is this date? Uh, on December twenty third, nineteen seventy one, less than five years into his thirteen year prison sentence. Hoffa was released. <coughs> Why do you think he was released? I uh, paid somebody. Richard Nixon pardoned him. He was pardoned by the fucking president. The Nixon, nonetheless. Yeah, fucking not a crook, baby. Not <laughs> a crook. Uh, so uh, Watergate literally looks like fucking nothing now. As a result of his... Well, so he he resi- um sorry he resigned his presidency during his uh, when he started yeah yeah he's, he resigned his teamster presidency while he's in prison because obviously he couldn't do it but he was still getting paid uh, he was awarded a one point seven five million dollar lump sum termination uh, termination benefit by the teamsters retirement and family protection plan which is crazy. What? One point seven million in nineteen seventies in seventy one, which is crazy. So the obviously the Teamsters like started endorsing uh, Nixon as a president. So they were like very obviously they were like in with the mob, and at this point he was very in with the mob. So they were like, dude, the 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 documentary I watched. Uh, I should say, mo- like, my information is coming from a documentary called Killing Hoffa and Wikipedia and a couple other websites uh, I'm not going to mention. But he basically, like, they did not have any certain ties as far as, like, political goes. It's, like, whoever thinks our way is going to help mm-hmm. us out. Like, they were... They weren't for a party. They were for yeah. a candidate. And so the same with the mob. Just, like, yeah. straight up, they will fucking pay whoever whoever fits their benefit and that's how the whole thing started is like hoffa was just trying to 
help his unions out and he needed some muscle, so he just paid the mob. The mob didn't give a fuck who they were going to beat the shit out of. They're just getting paid. Like, they really don't fucking care. Yeah. So Money's money to the mob. Yeah. So this whole time, uh, Hoffa's fucking with the mob. He's fucking rubbing elbows with, like, head family members. He's uh, in New York, Detroit, Tampa, Phoenix. All, I mean, there's, these are all different, like, mob areas, but he's yeah. fucking okay. got it, like, locked down. He knows everybody and everything. Nixon pardons him. He comes out of jail and he wants to be the Teamsters president again. And everyone on the Teamsters is like for him and everything. During the whole, like, before he went to jail for that shit, he did have some guys whacked. I mean, he fucking, like, he. I guess I, I, I did skip over a big part of before. Uh, Nixon parting, pardoning him. So Bobby Kennedy was after uh, Hoffa and the mob and all this shit and the unions, right? Mm-hmm. So these mob bosses plus Hoffa got together and decided somebody needed to get fucking whacked before they before Bobby Kennedy takes them out or sends them all to prison or do whatever. Understandable. Him and two or three other mob bosses, as far as my research goes, sign a contract to put together the biggest mob hit of all time. Who do you think that was? What? The biggest mob hit of all time? Who do you think that was? JFK. It was fucking John F. Kennedy, baby. So... (laughs) I guess I'm all okay. This we're is going, why Jack. This is why Jack Ruby killed. We're what's go, his name? We're going back. Yeah, hold on. Because I gotta, I gotta go back. A little Jack more. Ruby actually killed JFK, and he was a part of the mob. No, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just. I, I gotta go back a little bit. So, during JFK's presidency, there was the Bay of Pigs, correct? Yes. So where the CIA tried to go down to Cuba and kill Fidel Castro. Yes. The first person that the CIA got in contact with because Bay of Pigs, the U.S. government, the CIA, hired the mob to go kill Fidel Castro. They had the connections to Cuba, the cocaine, to get them to get an ass- either an assassin or somebody in the mob, preferably for the U.S., a U.S. assassin. But mm-hmm. he goes along with their connections so they he, that person can get in and out undetected without anyone knowing and anyone connecting back to the U.S. government. The U.S. government, with this whole union thing and this constant fight with uh, Bobby Kennedy and Jimmy Hoffa and knowing that he's in the mob, whatever, the CIA contacted Jimmy Hoffa first. And Jimmy Hoffa connected the CIA to this mob boss. Don't know his name. They needed that mob boss to connect to another mob boss because they knew... This mob boss wouldn't uh, talk with like, them. Talk with anybody unless this like another mob boss was in on it. Yeah. So Jimmy Hoffa got the call. He connected the CIA with this guy who connected with this other mob boss to do fucking Bay of Pigs, which was one of the biggest failures in American history. 
like a really bad fucking look for everybody in general. I mean, U.S. So history, the Kennedys, yeah. yeah. So the Kennedys are already mad. Well, Bobby Kennedy's already mad at Hoffa for the whole union thing and every like him working with the mob and putting hits on people and fucking bullying people into getting higher wages and whatever. Then he gets hired by the CIA under the direction of John F. Kennedy. I'm pretty sure it's the piece. Who is the big piece of shit that ran the CIA? He became president. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Uh Fuck. Okay. Reagan, anyway. Clinton, no. Bush. No. Uh, Carter. No. Um, I, I, I've extended my yeah, list of sorry. recent. Anyway, doesn't matter. But so there's there's backdoor dealings, and then there's like basically, and at the same time, I forgot this little bit too. Fucking Hoffa and all these mobsters paid a shitload of money to JFK's campaign and for his reelection, and. JFK accepted it, but he was like, I can't, like, tell my brother and get him not to be on your back. So, like, that's... Good luck. Yeah, sorry. So, that whole thing happened. That was a huge failure, but Hoffa was in on the whole situation. Yeah. So, then fast forward. uh, They want to fucking whack Bobby Kennedy because Bobby Kennedy's the one on their fucking back. Yeah. But whoever in the mob and or Jimmy Hoffa was like, no... If he fucking gets killed, they'll who know. the yeah who yeah. the fuck do you think they're gonna know? They're gonna know it's us. Let's kill his fucking brother, and let's you know, like that. Let's shut him up that way. So Jimmy Hoffa and I think minimum two other mob bosses sign a contract to kill the fucking president of the United States, and Lee Harvey Oswald. Has mob connections. He is like the tiny little guy in the mob, like way down, like because like his backstory is that like he was <coughs> he's a marine, some sort of sniper though. Yeah, he's a like, he was a sniper marine, like and I, like it, that's exactly why they picked him, and the fact that he was the connected. little the little guy in the mob, maybe just like starting to get into yeah. it. So there's a big like so obviously he would jump at that opportunity. To do that. So he gets fucking hired because he's a fucking sniper to kill the president of the United States. Probably paid a fuckload of money. Probably got to meet Jimmy Hoffa and all these mob bosses and thought he was a fucking bigwig. He kills the president of the United States. He gets caught, which is probably not the plan. Jack Ruby also has plenty of mob ties. There are... uh voice or i'm sorry telephone recordings of him talking to mob bosses the week before john f kennedy was killed so he knows people in the mob so jack can or i'm sorry jack ruby has to go fucking kill oswald so he won't oswald talk. so oswald won't talk and uncover this conspiracy to protect hoffa and uh any of the other mob bosses anyone else is involved so they f- i'm Almost 100% positive Jimmy Hoffa fucking killed JFK. And he did had no problem with JFK. But that's how shit fucking goes if you want to work with the mob. And that's you, a crazy theory. I like it, though. Yeah. I like I'm, it. I, I don't know. See, I think I think there are, just some, there are some things that have happened, like JFK, like, that, that's just, we're never going to fucking know. Like, we'll never figure it out. 
No. Absolutely not. So I think there are some things, yeah, there's yeah. some things out there that we're just like, and if you want, the answers are gone. Like, they were there. Oh, they're not gone. You have to be in a special, tiny little group of people to know what happens. And if you get way too close to that and they don't trust you, they will fucking kill you. Yeah. I guess I guess gone in like the sense that nobody yeah. in the public is ever going to know the details of any mm. of this. And by the, by the time that like like by the time that the people that know the actual details die, they're not going to have told anybody the specifics. They might have told them like mm. like the mob bosses that were a part of this and Hoffa that were like they might have told like the closest person that they know that they were a part of killing the president and they know like what yeah. went down that because like the mob is still a thing so there's like definitely a mob boss somewhere in the u.s that's that knows like, something about that's like this. yeah my like uncle grandfather or, like, or something. yeah like my uncle or my grandfather knew fucking jimmy hoffa and he fucking told him that yeah we got the president of the united states fucking killed yeah and you would look at that guy and be like all right dude whatever like there's no actual fucking truth behind it. Yeah, that's crazy shit. So, I like that. <laughs> so then the prison thing happens, and then Nixon lets him out. And uh, let's see. Is there here. a reason Nixon pardoned him? Yeah, basically just like uh, it was like a Ford Union's like, oh, like working class. Like, like, this is like a big like, man. Like this is because Jimmy Hoff. <laughs> like I I probably haven't done it justice. Jimmy Hoffa was a fucking huge personality oh yeah he's like he's like donald trump or hitler like that's where i'm saying like he had but with like a genuine urge to help people yeah like he had and not speeches that would encapsulate the all the thousands of people that were there and get them fucking riled up and like on the same page he did tangibly good things yeah he did good things for unions and like workers and middle class majority of america but he fucking did it in a bad way by hiring the mob to fucking break kneecaps and fucking get which that's what this is where ethics baby utilitarianism or consequentialism man that's what it takes in the ends justify the means the only like he's a huge reason we have big fucking unions now some people deserve their kneecaps to get broken uh the fucking agreed the uh uh I want to say it's John Deere or something like that just had that huge fucking strike strike yeah right yeah the UAW the uh Union of Agricultural Workers, mm-hmm. I believe. They and, just finally got and it that. Worked, too. Yeah, and it worked, too. And it was like the third contract negotiation they have, and it finally worked. And it only went like 52-48 vote. Oh, I thought... Yeah, no, but they like they made ground oh, the, with they what they got. Oh, they absolutely made ground. But like, did, like Jimmy Hoffa's huge... Yeah. Like, we wouldn't have that yeah. without Hoffa. Yeah. But he also did some shady shit, like... Hey, man. Again, getting people whack. That's how it works in America, man. Mm -hmm. And like I said, some people deserve their kneecaps to get broken. Yeah. Like, some people are just bad people that are holding America down for their benefit, and they deserve their kneecaps to get broken. Maybe their skull. Yeah. Maybe their brain. Or neck. Uh, So, let's let's get to the, the meat of this. So, Hoffa wanted to, after prison, wanted to become president of Teamsters again. Yep. Uh, he met opposition with several members of the mafia, including Anthony. Oh, they called him Tony Pro. Anthony Tony Pro Provenzano. Who, Tony, uh, Tony, Tony. He was a local leader in New Jersey of the Teamsters and national vice president at the time or during Hoffa's second term. Uh, they were they hated each other. They actually went 
to jail together and constantly got in fist fights because they just fucking did not like each other at all. In 73 and 74, Hoffa asked for him to support his uh, uh, campaign to become president again, and uh, Tony Pro refused, and Hoffa threatened him. So Pro went on his own, you know, little, like, his mafia guys. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to get, you know. So uh, I'll have my mafia talk to your mafia. We'll figure it out. It wasn't a, like he got clean by any mean. Like he wasn't like he was still doing mafia shit, like doing backdoor stuff, whatever. But he did his whole thing. Like killed the fucking president. Like uh, you know whatever. Went to jail. Came out. Was trying to go back into being a teamster, president, whatever. And then this fucking guy that he was in jail with, not a fan. And uh, uh, the FBI and the CIA are involved in this somehow, and I can't fucking quite in all my research put my finger on it. But they're fucking involved in how Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. He was in De- this is all in Detroit. I don't know if we we mentioned that. Uh, and what day was it? I'm sorry. Uh, ni- July thirtieth, nineteen seventy five. Jimmy Hoffa goes to this restaurant and he tries he he's meeting what he thinks is Tony Pro and a couple other guys and talk about him running again for president and he's got the full support of the teamsters behind him because they all fucking love Jimmy Hoffa. He got him fucking I mean he made him way more money than anyone else that he ma- ever made there before and he fought for all of them and whatever. And Jimmy Hoffa basically gets stood up by these guys. When By the time he realizes he's stood up, he walks outside and there's a car waiting for him. And nobody knows who's in that car at all. There are different theories, and I'll tell you what my theories are here in a second. Jimmy Hoffa gets in that car in Detroit, never seen again. There's a witness that saw Jimmy Hoffa get into whatever blue fucking Cadillac or whatever the hell. I'm, it's blue something. I'm pretty sure it's Cadillac. And he's never, ever seen again. And there have been deathbed confessions about, oh, he's buried here. He's there. Uh, people think he's in this uh, like forest still. in Michigan. It's like a forest like just outside of Detroit, I'm pretty sure, that is like everyone thinks he's there, whatever. I think if it's the mob and it's somebody as high-powered as Jimmy Hoffa, because he had a lot of power and a lot of pull and a lot of people that... I mean, he killed the fucking president, basically, in my theory. The mob's not going to be sloppy about that. That dude's body was dissolved in acid or burned. Yeah, there's no body to find. There is zero body to find. And we the will car, never find Jimmy And Hoffa. it's like, <clears throat> that car leaves, ends somewhere, that car is getting its... Paint new paint job, new wheels, no, new lights. Buried like, or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, you're yeah, no, you're gonna gone. you are going to fully like make sure that car does not look like that car anymore at the very least. But the, I don't even think the mob's that sloppy. Well, I mean, I, well, I, I you still I, have the same VIN number. But like, where do you where are you gonna go bury the car? What I'm saying is like that, like change change it, yeah. changing it, like changing its appearance to start is gonna stop any witness from finding the car. Um, like by the appearance, basically, um, like looking for the VIN number is going to be crazy talk. Like unless they know they have reason to believe that that car is involved in something. 
Yeah, no, because you can change license no, plates, no, colors. Yeah. Like no, I agreed, but it, <clears throat> I don't think the mob is even that. That's I'm like, saying like I'm not saying that's sloppy. I'm saying that the mob is gonna be fucking like no, literally no fucking trace of any evidence. That car's gone. His body is no longer existent. I think the guys that fucking whacked him are whacked. Probably. Like, yeah. That, that, yeah. I mean, that would make mo- anybody that picked him up is dead. Because, okay, again, the Irishman is based off of a fucking book that this guy wrote that he claims he's the one that shot Jimmy Hoffa. And that's just not fucking true. It's, you wouldn't shoot it's just You wouldn't not. shoot him. No. No, that, I'm not saying they wouldn't shoot him. I don't think they the guy that they like is. I, God, they, I can't remember his fucking name. Him? It's like Spencer something or something. I don't. I don't remember. Would you but kill that guy with so a gunshot? Though he is so low on like the mafia's like hierarchy, you wouldn't ever fucking trust that guy to do it. You would. It's exact. Like literally, right now, he's like, he wrote the book and he's yeah. like spilling his guts, whatever. You would never trust that guy ever. No, it is a couple of guys that are literally have no feelings that have had done like dozens of hits for the mob and like you're no way no way you trust that guy yeah there's no chance there's no chance that anybody like there's no chance that the person that did it or anybody that was involved would speak up there's too much risk exactly the mob would not they would not put that up for chance yeah anything else all right, well, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to give us a follow on Spotify. Make sure to follow us at DirtyBeer30. Make sure to like and retweet all of our tweets. Um, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a rating and review. Um, I'm sure there's something else on Apple Podcasts, but make sure to follow us there, too. Shout out to anybody that was... Uh, we were on there. Spotify wrapped. That was pretty cool. Uh, Apple... Sorry you fucking suck that you listen on Apple. But keep listening. And uh Jimmy Hoffa murdered JFK. Let's